Yeah, so, like, you want to update the show format? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, so I listen to this other podcast called uh, The Giant Bombcast. It's a gaming podcast. Uh, and unrelated to games, uh, but I like their format a lot. Their format is kind of uh, small talk, like, what have you been up to the last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, how was your weekend? Because they record on Monday and release on Tuesday. And they say it's Tuesday, but it's actually the recording on Monday. But they say, like, how was your weekend? Then they go into, like, games we've been playing for the last week. So that could be, like, you know, what what's going on with you in the past week in general, tech-related or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go into news. So they pull news stories from the past week and just bring them up briefly and talk about them if they want to. They have opinions on them. Mm. Uh, and I feel like there's, between the Ruby and JavaScript communities and any other things that were tangentially related to us uh we have a lot of news each week to talk about and we could oh yeah and i mean i think we've had problems talking about news on the show because of our lackluster release schedule (laughs) Um, it's hard hard to edit quickly and on time every week yeah absolutely and i think i think though it's like 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 once we get that down i'm totally down for a news segment i really like i really like segments i like shows that i mean so I don't know if we've talked about this before. I definitely haven't talked about it in this podcast, but uh, and it really is. I think it's like stopped happening. But there was this comedy show in Philadelphia that was basically like a low budget, like you know, like a late night show. It was like that, but a live show, and like tickets were five dollars. And so huh. when things are five dollars, people get really weird, which I really like. I really like eccentric. Weird is the best way to describe it. Um, just like this show, like, and they, and one of these things about shows like that is that they have defined parts, which I really like. And I mean, they can come in different things in like the comedy show, the kind of standard things you'll have an opener comedian. And in this show that I used to go to almost every month, uh, because it was $5 and you could bring your own beer and snacks and get rowdy. Um, it was pretty awesome. Uh, but they would have a panel of comedians and they would just do weird things. Like the comedians didn't know what was going to happen or, you know, I, I honestly think they didn't know. I don't think that that was a conceit because they, they honestly seemed very surprised whenever they were told what they were doing. I think that they, you know, they didn't tell them on purpose so that they would get a good reaction. Uh, for example, one thing was some made up, uh, a spelling bee of made up words, and they, uh, and you know, when you got wrong, got it wrong, you were had a punishment. And one of the punishments was being booed on stage for a solid sixty seconds, which is a oh, wow. really long time. <laughs> it was a really long time to be booed. But anyway, I don't know. That was a ramble on how much I like that show. But like, <laughs> I think that show like segments are really fun, and you know, uh, it would also be nice to be able to put, you know. It makes it easy to put time markers in terms of, you know, we don't really do that yet of being like, this is when this segment starts. This is when we talked about this thing. Oh, like in the show notes, we could put like. Yeah, in the show notes. I think that'd be really nice. I mean, that's definitely an enhancement and we'd have to start, you know, recording regularly before we had that. Um, And there's almost stuff I would rather have as well. I mean, I would love for people on Twitter to be like, oh, this is what I want. Um, Because I know that we've, I've, like, we've talked about automating a newsletter like i think we should just automate the newsletter i don't feel like writing the newsletter i think we should just automate a newsletter um <laughs> that's just, just set like, the show notes every time we post a show yeah i mean like why not i mean that's really <laughs> what feeds do and so like you're probably subscribed to your podcast feed but i don't know people love emails um 
like it's just like i don't know since the death of google reader we've all become email newsletter junkies completely unrelated Um, but i have a weird obsession with home depot's emails because they put gifts in the email i mean anyone can do that but like like, you think it's interesting that home depot does it well home depot is the only one that sends them to me like every single email almost about, about i would say half of them the more some of them are just like here are things that you might have bought related to these things uh and they're on sale at your store or whatever but other ones are like hey we're having a memorial day sale and time is running out so they have like tools that are ticking down like a clock and the gif um <laughs> stuff like that or or they'll have like uh they tried something new a week or two ago where they had a panel i think it was javascript i don't know how they did it because it wasn't an, it wasn't a gif image but the the carousel slid itself in the email Mm. Uh, and it looked really weird in airmail. It, it only looked it only looked right on my phone. Uh, so maybe they. I wonder tried if they put a CSS animation in their email. Oh, maybe that makes sense. Because you can do that. You can't ship JavaScript in your email, but I didn't think you could. CSS in HTML, in newsletters is nasty, but like honestly, it's gotten so much better in the last few years. It's, and when I say nasty, I mean like it falls into the category of things that I don't want to be an expert in, and I tried to run away from very quickly uh professionally like being able to code email newsletters is its own category of skill that is not highly respected and it really should be because yeah, i get i get it's like browsers but double hard like take all of the browsers and then uh you have to support all the browsers and all the email providers in every single browser and everyone's like obscure email client like it is just it sucks <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> Yeah, I get uh, completely different, uh, like new, newly designed emails, like every day or two. So they must have a team of a few people working on these, just just for the emails. Absolutely, uh, I mean, I'm sure really they contract hard. out with an agency, and uh, yeah. so they're that agency is hopefully getting that getting that Home Depot corporate money. <laughs> so get on that agency wherever you are. Yeah. Um, what are you about to ask? What is the name of that comedy show? Oh, so it's called hang on it's so it's it's kind of a bummer because i feel like i I always like really pitch this show really hard because it's really fun and i love to get people into it but now they haven't been doing it but it's called hang on because one of the rules of the show in addition to this overarching theme and then they have guests and stuff and they've had like they've had mark summers like that's actually the first show i went to they had mark summers on the show they had uh amanda blank who's a a rapper that I used to listen to when she was producing years ago. Uh, and she was hilarious. I love seeing her in person. And, but yeah, one of the rules of the show is that you can interrupt the show at any time just by raising your hand. And just, so that's why it's called hang on. So you can be like, hang on, I want to talk about this or I have something stupid to say. <laughs> or like, and just that format is hilarious. <laughs> like, in a comedy format, because I feel like that stuff happens. Like, I find it especially funny because that kind of thing happens all the time in for, in arenas in which I believe personally it should not happen. Things like, like I think there's this really funny bit in in Parks and Recreation when they have, and because this is like it's funny because this is like what people actually do. But like someone comes to you know the town hall meeting and they say, I have a complaint. My complaint is that I, you know, drank water from the fountain and I got really sick. I drank water from the fountain in the park, in the middle of the park with statues and got sick. And 
then you know the council people are like but there are lots of signs giant signs right in front of you that said don't drink you'll probably get sick and they're like but i got sick so i'm mad and i want to complain and i need to have my feelings heard and like like people like that (laughs) and it's like it's annoying in a government context when you have to listen to people and their feelings but in a comedy context it can be hilarious (laughs) because inevitably those people will then get made fun of (laughs) uh it's pretty great it's all good spirited too it's not mean but yeah, they haven't been doing it lately. The, instead, they've turned into, like, the people who run that show kind of have this comedy empire now called Good Good Comedy. So in Philly, if you – seriously, if you ever visit Philadelphia, just go to their website and you should go to one of their shows. Just, like, mm. they have a bunch of weird shows. Uh, Where like, are they located usually? Um, They have, go to a few venues. They often go to the Adrienne on 20th and Sansom. They also tend to play uh, – have shows up in – like in the loft district, they have a couple of venues that they work with there. They just go to a bunch of different venues, just different like small space theaters and stuff like that. That's the other thing is like all this stuff always happens in like small spaces. So, you know, like when seeing like these bands come on this like weird local comedy show that I paid five dollars to show up at, like um, the director of uh, Toxic Avenger which is this really weird popular cult movie because the director was in town for Wizard World. Uh, <laughs> people like lost their shit, like because mm. no one knew that he was coming. Cause like, I guess cause it was Wizard World, which is a con and like he might've been busy. So they didn't want to like tell anybody just in case he couldn't come, but it was an awesome surprise guest. Have you ever been to comedy sports? That's the only comedy show I've been to in, in Philadelphia. No, it's a, it's improv but it, comedy. But isn't it about sports? No. Not it's at all. not? No. Oh. No, well, it, I, it's, I go to the improv theater. I haven't actually been to comedy sports, but I but that show that I really liked is in the same space that comedy sports is in. But I think the comedy uh, sports okay. actually isn't – I feel like they aren't there anymore. Like I think oh. that the Philly Improv Theater bought their space. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've only been to space. comedy sports maybe like two years ago is the last time I went. Uh, and it was, it was improv comedy – uh, it's set up like a like they keep score. I say sc- score in air quotes because it's not actually like doesn't mean anything. Uh, there's an announcer that would just kind of dole out points as as they f- seem fit. But uh, yeah, comedy sports is pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm sad to hear they're not there anymore. If that's true, I'll look it up later. Yeah, uh, I don't they used know. to have they used to have a show every. They used to have a few shows a week, and then once a month. I think it was first Friday. I'm not sure. Last Friday uh, or Saturday, they would have a blue show, which is they're allowed to curse. Um, uh, <laughs> it's usually, wait, they actually wait. They aren't allowed to curse in the other shows. Yeah, it's, it's uh, again air quotes family friendly. Uh, oh. But if they if they end up cursing or saying anything vulgar, the announcer will like hit a buzzer and they'll have to go like timeout or something. Uh, oh. Except for the except for the blue show, then they're then they're allowed to curse and. Oh my gosh! So that want. the weird comedy show is actually like as of recently, recent news. Uh, they're back. So they're back for 2016. I just haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Although they, they posted this, we uh, will be back in 2016 uh, in February, and now they have a banner that their show is on June 19th. <laughs> so um, I think it might have taken them a little while to get with it. So, so yeah. Or no, they did. Oh, nope, nope. I'm, I'm wrong. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> nope, I wasn't paying attention. It's my fault for traveling a lot in the winter and hibernating. But yeah, so so what so what segments would we want like 
Oh yeah, never finished talking about their segment. So they yeah. do they do news, and then their last segment is emails. Uh, they were taking Tumblr questions for a bit, but they, those were a little more, I guess, unruly given their crowd because they're anonymous. Uh, but I would I would like to take listener questions. I don't know, are we interesting enough to get listener questions? I mean, we have gotten uh, GitHub issues, and we and have, stuff and I think I think this is one of these things that's all tied into, you know releasing more often yeah and i don't know maybe people would like a different venue for putting in questions i mean i don't really like having anonymous questions and i kind of feel like if you listen to the show you probably have a github account but so yeah, yeah github issues are fine uh twitter's fine yeah i think if we yeah we can have questions from twitter that i don't, I don't care that sounds good tweet at us at turing cool yeah or go to github.com cool. slash turing dash incomplete We'll go to Turing.cool and Turing click Turing incomplete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or uh, go to Turing.cool and click on the GitHub link. Or the Twitter link, for that matter. Both work, last I checked. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that is my proposal. Uh, oh, and then also uh, bumper music. Yeah, so we're going to add bumper. I mean, I know that, like, this has it been... Gives- an interesting thing. I, I, I think I feel like I we've literally gotten. I feel like I've gotten feedback literally on exactly equal on people like that we don't have bumper music, but other people being like, I like that you just start. Um, I mean, so the, personally, the, whenever I listen to podcasts with bumper music, I and that means like the start music, right? Or do you mean bumper music like in between segments? Uh, both on the Giant Bombcast, but um, I was just thinking intro and maybe outro. Uh. The intro music, though, so the bike shit is something interesting where they have their, they put like a quote or some small talk stuff in the beginning of the show that they actually edit uh, to move it to the front. And they mm-hmm. have like a two second sound bite that, that is the cue for that is starting. And then after that's done, they go into their more elaborate, I think it's like a bike bell and then some music to actually to know that the episode's starting. Yeah, um, I mean, so it, so it doesn't you mean like be, a cold open kind of thing? Yeah, it doesn't need to be music. It doesn't need to be a long. It just needs to be some audible thing to set the tone that you are now listening to our podcast, I think, is the is the intended uh Yeah, result, and you would there. you would want that like that would be the same every time? It'd be the same every time. Yeah. We yeah, do, I think that there, that's consistent. There, I mean yeah. in terms of like we, I want to keep the bar low like keep the bar low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Let's keep the bar low. Um, yeah, there are a few of the podcasts, uh, Beats, Ryan Types, and the Cognicasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both both of them have different music every time. Uh, sounds like a nightmare to edit, personally. Yeah, honestly, though, there's also... I mean, I know we aren't big enough to for this to matter, but I, I know some other podcasts have said that, like, their lawyers have said, you know, you need Don't to make that. sure that you are allowed to use the music you use. Even though the amounts that are used in podcasts are usually fall under fair use. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, because under, like, under 30 seconds or something, something that's, like, quite reasonable. It might be only, like, 15, 20. It's still reasonable. Um, but, uh, I mean, you're using other people's content, and so if you didn't license it, like, there is, like, a little grace period of, like, how much you're allowed to use. Um but especially if you talk about it, I think, too, then it's, you know, it's fair use. Like, it's relevant to what you're talking about because you're actually talking about it. Have uh, you ever had to pick music to represent you, like, either walking out on stage or some other Yes, some other I reason? have. Yeah? What, what was your choice? I think I chose Roll On from The Living End, and it was – it's pretty punk rocky. 
I believe they're an Australian band. Um, I'll drop a link in the show notes. But uh, I believe it was during high school, during the Key Club Awards. So Key Club, <laughs> like, is a volunteer thing, and I won an award for something there or something. I think it was something, some awards thing, and they made this mistake of letting us choose our own music. And, I'm, like, everyone else chose, like, normal things. And I was like, I want to choose a, the, like, heavy punk rock I'm awesome song. I've actually, since then... I do have do have a song that I want to use. Well, two. So I, I'm like, you mentioned this one thing, and I, I've like had this rant built up <laughs> for like years. Um, but uh, there's this song by the Dolly Rots called Because I'm Awesome. And I've wanted that song to play when I've entered a room multiple times. <laughs> like I have desired that to be a thing. In addition, I also have a dream that I kind of want every Philly tech event to uh, start with that song from the Arctic Monkeys called Fake Tales of San Francisco. Huh? Like, oh my God, sorry. My cat jerk is trying to close my computer. Um, so there's a, so there's a song, Fake Tales of San Francisco, because I always feel like there's this thing of like any scene that's not the San Francisco tech scene. I'm also sick of everyone who's not in San Francisco when they move to San Francisco posting all their stuff on the internet about how they're frolicking around San Francisco and I just want to set it on fire. Uh, and I just hate it. Um, I hate San Francisco so much. It's like third in the worst places in America on my list. Um, because I'm not a, of, I'm not a to be clear, fan, to be clear, I, because yeah. of what happened, like what the tech industry is doing to that city. Yeah, that's really Like shitty. to be clear. Um, like that if you move to san francisco you are ruining san francisco you personally yes i'm talking about you if you think i'm talking <laughs> about you like if you move to san francisco making a software engineer salary you are ruining san francisco like it is you so that's why i really hate san francisco what did you, do, else did you want to say about <laughs> your uh, do you have say, personal I, I, jams justin no i was going to say that i do uh Sometimes I feel envious of the atmosphere of of uh, starter culture there, like like internally in Hashcorp or in our own uh, chat room and in Slack, and like there's a whole lot of enthusiasm and energy in there. But like working on side projects and things or whatever else I'm doing in the tech community, uh, I don't really go to meetups in Philly as as much. And Philly Philly feels great for this too. Um, but it's nice to have that kind of community around you that is always trying to push things forward. So I, I wish I had that in a more remote sense. I was talking to somebody else about this recently, uh, Dave Mox, over text message about like finding a community of people that are like-minded, entrepreneurial, and uh, to keep motivated, you know? I mean, like, you don't think you have that in Philadelphia? Oh, I think in Philadelphia, like if I if I lived in Philadelphia and went, went to all the meetups, like, yes, I do think Philadelphia is like that. Um, but San Francisco is much more like that. And then me working in the living and working in the suburbs of Philadelphia uh, and not actually going downtown, then it's obviously even less so. Um, so we were, we were talking about like how to how to create and foster that, but not in an in-person setting. I was just. Oh, like digitally. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I think it's an interesting thing. And I'm glad that you like when you're talking about it, you jump straight to doing it digitally because I feel like. Like, I, I wonder about this because, I mean, in my, you know, in my how to get a job book advice stuff, like, part of it is to, like, you know, get involved in your community. And, like, if you live, like, in a farm or, you know, in, out in the country and, like, that's your life choice and living in the country is awesome. So, you know, go you. Um, like, how do you get involved in the community? And, I mean, I think 
I mean, just speaking personally from my experience, uh, having been involved in a few really strong, tight internet communities, mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful to see how, like, just really getting involved in a tight internet community. Like, I actually uh, crashed with one of my friends. I um, I was visiting family, and I flew into a nearby city, and I, I pinged her, and I was like, hey, can I crash on your couch for the night? And we hung out. We hung out at the bar, and it was just so funny because, like, we, like, I know so much about her life that we, like, us hanging out in the bar, like, seemed like an extension of, like, our internet friendship. Like, we'd already know so much about each other, but it wasn't weird at all. I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, another thing I want on t-shirts is it's only weird if you make it weird. Um, (laughs) Like, it's fine to have internet friends. And, like, you're weird. Like, someone has your weird as well. Like, Like, whatever you're into. Like, that is why, you know... It's why Reddit exists, why there's, like, all these, you know, r slash whatever. Um, yeah. Like, whatever you are into, there are people on the internet who are want to talk about it. And that's true of, like, anything. So, I mean, if you're looking for that, I think you can find it. So, go you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's also this thing, too, of, like, I think there's a balance, too, of, I mean, personally, I think... I get, you get a bit weird, uh, or like I'll get a bit weird if I only have internet friends, um, which there's also a song called Internet Friends. It's a really weird song. Um, <laughs> speaking of weird songs, uh, I'll have to make sure I find the right one, but it's extremely weird. Um, oh, yeah, it's Knife Party. This is like a known band. Um, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, is that what you're looking for? Like an internet community of people? Yeah, I mean, and just personally, I haven't really sought one out. I was just discussing it with, with Dave, talking about, like, the possibilities for one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you – I'm also a big fan of, like, you don't have to start it. Like, go check out what other people yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you don't like it, then find the people you like and start your own. For sure. So. Can you hear that cat? Is your cat, like, hanging out by you purring? Yeah, it's meow. Oh, I can't hear a cat. Bummer. I think I'll let him in. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> In our old house, I had a cat door in the office that they could just come and go as they pleased. Oh my god, a cat door in the office sounds great and terrible. Because I also do like to ban the cat from the room every so but, often. But our one cat will just sit outside the door and rub the door and meow incessantly. Mm. Uh, also when we're sleeping, which uh, we saw that recently with a, with a scat, one of the air canisters with the motion sensor on it. <laughs> that works really well. Wait, so this is a motion sensor and then it sprays air at your it's, cat? It's, a, it's an air can with a uh, small device that goes on top of it. And yeah, it has a motion sensor and whenever the motion is detected, it just sprays a little bit just to scare the cat. Because um, otherwise our cat... So so backing up, if you let him in the room, if you let him just go in and out of the room as he pleases all night, he doesn't cuddle or fall asleep. He just sits about six inches from your face and purrs and occasionally like dive bombs his face in the ears when you're trying to sleep uh, or he like he, he like rubs his uh his saliva on your face that sounds uh super gross yeah it's, it's super annoying our other cat no problem she'll just pass out at the foot of the bed and sleep all night i feel um, like that that air thing is totally something i want to add to my that sounds like a fairly low barrier electronics project oh yeah make one yeah because oh. Because you just yeah. need, uh, you need, a, I mean, you need a, mo- you need a sensor, which is not that hard. I mean, I guess so. That's actually a little bit hard for. Well, maybe you can do an 
like a infrared sensor for like if they cross the line or something. I don't know. I can't do like a light sensor because my cat is a black cat. So <laughs> um, you can, you I can don't find think, motion sensors. I don't know if that uh, works. If you want to like, like make an Arduino thing, it might be a little bit more difficult. I'm assuming. I don't know how like motion sensors. Like I've never bought yeah, an mean, electronic piece, but there are definitely like Z-Wave ones or like home automation ones that you could like link to an internet service and then do something. Mm. We we have uh, we had one at our old house where we had it hooked up to the front door. So when I was working from home, if a delivery person came, I would get a notification on my phone saying there's motion at the front door. Yeah, I I like that you say it's a delivery person and not like a thief. But no, I, I've it's, had that it's problem with secure. delivery people because like delivery people will also like like they'll just like run away and assume that you aren't home. Yeah, so they don't ring the like, doorbell in the, in the middle of the day. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, even if you're home working and then it can home be problems. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, working from home probs. Uh, this reminds me, though, uh, Ben T. Francesco on Twitter tweeted a picture of, have you seen those Amazon Dash buttons where you can order things and just press a button? Yes. Uh, so they released one. It's 20 bucks, and it links to AWS uh, IoT, Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the APIs too much, but essentially it's a button you can put in your house and program to do anything you want on the Internet. Uh so what I want to do is put one near the litter box in the basement and then have some kind of indicator on our main floor because we we frequently forget to chain, chain, uh, clean the litter box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to clean it like every two days or so. We have, we have two litter boxes for two cats. Um, I'm glad that be, I'm not the only other irresponsible cat owner. I kind of Oh, no, I've, I've let too. it go. Like with fresh litter, I've let it go for like a week. And it's usually like, okay, but sometimes it gets kind of gross. Yeah, um, it's okay. It, but it's like it's also like you want to be nice to your cat too. Like yeah, they don't like yeah, that exactly. either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and when it was uh, on our main floor, it was a lot easier to smell and notice and know when it was needed to be changed. Um, but when it's in the basement, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. So it'd be nice to have a button down there and then have a visual indicator on our main floor. And the visual indicator would kind of decay over time and either get brighter or or more red or something. I don't I don't know how it would do it uh, or or blink more maybe. Um, so that you just push the button when you clean the litter box and then. Over the next few days, it would get more uh, bright or obnoxious or something to let you know, hey, the litter box needs to be cleaned again. That's my my next home automation idea. This, this, I wonder, this, wait, what yeah. kind of sensor did you think you were going to use? Oh, so so the sensor is the Internet of Thing button. like It's like an Amazon Dash button that would just no, say, hey. No, but what's I, the sensor? Yeah. Like, There's no sensor. It's just that and then a, a light or some kind of indicator on the main floor. So you clean the litter box, push the button, and then the light changes over the next few days to be. Oh, so you're just doing it based on time. Yeah. Because yes. like you could, I mean, you could theoretically do it <laughs> based sensor. on like rankness. Yeah. <laughs> that like, seems uh, I, more difficult. But I'm, more, I'm I'm okay hard coding some sometimes. More interesting. <laughs> more interesting, sure. Uh, I don't know what the state of the art of odor detection is currently, but. I mean, I have not, I've not looked it up recently. Yeah, it could be a thing, or like. <laughs> You could put a pressure sensor, like put um, like you can get like a a pad of a and make a and put a pressure sensor and see as the weight gets heavier. <laughs> like, do you get me? Like, as the as the litter box gets heavier, it means. And then you could also you could also use it to track when the cats are using it. You could, yeah, you could see. And that. then probably detect which cat it was based on their weight. Yeah, yeah, because the pressure sensor would go off in like while they're in it, <laughs> um, but then like at rest, it would also have you could chart the weight and re- well, basically you chart the weight and remove the outliers, and the outliers being you 13, know the 13 weight of your cat, cat, thirteen pounds, you- like yeah, 
if the weight like, jumps by and... 13 pounds, you can even see how long they use it. <laughs> use I, machine learning this, to detect what, be... what kind of excretion it was. <laughs> this could be your next product, <laughs> Justin. Um, enter, enter the cat uh, obsessive market. <laughs> I wonder if anybody would actually buy that. If there was like this $200 litter box that had weight sensors and Wi-Fi. and You know, man, I think people would. Because I've seen some <laughs> ridiculous, there's some ridiculous like litter boxes. I mean, even I I confess to, um, let me find the link for the one I have. Uh, but I paid like, like, like 50 bucks. Now these things are like cheaper apparently. But I feel like, like when I bought it, it was like 50 bucks. This like. I call it the poop palace because it's a domed litter box. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh god, I hate that when like when you buy a thing years ago and then now the price has gone down. <sighs> Lasai. Should email Amazon say, "Hey, I want a refund." Well, I didn't. I didn't buy it from Amazon. I bought it from my local pet store. So uh, at least I, you know, kept money in the local economy. Local, yeah. Yeah, and I. That also means that I at the time. I mean, I probably didn't carry it. I probably made my partner carry it, let's be honest. But someone was carrying this thing like six blocks around Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, that is a pet palace, cat palace. I, that, I'm not kidding. Like, it's it's a thing. Well, it's nice um, that the steps are there to collect the litter when they're walking out. Yeah, and it's actually, it's textured. So, like, to, like, try and, like, get it off of their paws. Um, it's nice. We just, we just have our litter boxes on a mat, which they walk across, and usually it catches most of it. Yeah. Litter mat. Uh, a friend of mine bought one of those fully automated, uh, like toilet litter boxes that flushes and washes itself. Have you seen those? Oh yeah, like the, uh, the it like scrapes things or something. Well, no, this one actually like it has plastic beads and the cat uses it, uh, and then it like fills itself with some kind of solution and swirls around like a toilet and then drains itself. Hmm. And then I guess it has some kind of soap in there too. And the and the the litter is is. The litter consists of these plastic beads that are washable. Ew. Uh, and you hook okay. it up to you hook it up to a toilet, so uh, so the water the water line for the source water, and then I guess it drains into the toilet as well. Right, but the beads don't, because that would be bad for. No, 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 no. It's just yeah, just the just the liquid. Yeah. So it's actually kind of environmentally friendly because you're not buying litter and throwing it out every week. Yeah. That um, is. But he yeah. said that two of his cats are using it, and one cat is a holdout. <laughs> the holdout so, cat. So good luck to you, my friend, who's trying to get his train his cats to use the toilet. Yeah, that's a thing people sometimes do, I guess. Anyway, do you think you want to do picks now? Uh, sure. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm just pulling up my likes. Um, you know. I think I'm going to, well, I don't know. I'm tend- I want to do a shameless one, like shameless plug, but then I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe not. Your book? Um, well, actually, it's not the book. It's a different thing. But, you know, actually, I'm going to pick something that I, I've been using. I used for a, this is like, I, I so I, I sent out an email to my list, which, I you know, I know we've talked about like self-promotion on the show and trying to be better about lists and stuff. So I have a list. And uh, so I did a promotion where I'm, uh, I'm giving away interview coaching sessions for free. Uh, so, like, I mean, these are all booked at this point. Um, so, sorry, people who hear this, um, who, you know. And also, you can only get it if you're on my list. So, you know, the lesson is you should have been on my, on my list. Um, but uh, so 
I wanted to offer these sessions for free just as like kind of a gift back to the community. And I also just, I really like helping people get jobs. Um, so seeing if I can help people on a one-on-one basis and see if that helps. And so I had the problem of like, well, how do I, you know, create like a block of appointments or something so that it makes it easy for people to, to schedule time with me. And so Calendly, uh, is uh, it has a, a free tier which I'm hanging out on, but they also have a, a basic tier, a premium tier, which is only eight bucks a month, which seems very reasonable. Um, and it hooks into you, your Google Calendar. So I'm ruled by my Google Calendar. And so it actually, you can be like, hey, if you want to book, and I actually just use this for a client meeting. Like They're like, oh yeah, like they have a project that they want to get a quote on. And I'm like, all right, here's my Calendly link for booking 15 minutes with me. Um, and it like, it blocks out, you know, if I have stuff blocked on my Google Calendar, it doesn't allow those to appear on the calendar, so I don't have to do extra work to configure it. And it's just that's just really nice. nice. So um, I'm into it. So I'm gonna pick that because uh, I think it's it's, it's kind of ridiculously useful. So it's nice, good product. Uh, Sunrise, when that was still a thing, that before it got bought by Microsoft and became part of Outlook and then got shut down. R.I.P. Uh, what? R.I.P. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that had a similar feature where you could send a i think it was called meet or something um and it yeah it would send a link and people could uh you could like pick a few times and then it, they could like select a time and it would just put it in your calendar automatically yes yeah, nice. calendly sounds a little more automatic i'm actually signing up for it right now as we speak <laughs> yeah it's useful uh, yeah it seems cool um, so I, I actually create a special or i used it in a special event type just for these interview coaching sessions and like space them out how i wanted to space them et cetera, et cetera. that's awesome yeah can you add multiple calendars to it so that you can block off time for multiple calendars? That's actually ex- the exact problem I've had recently because I have a separate, uh, well, I have a separate consulting calendar so that I keep track of how many hours I'm spending on client projects, mm. uh, and it wasn't using that, which is kind of important because that's like I block out my work hours ahead of time so that I actually get shit done. Um, so I solved it by just creating block like busy blocks on my personal calendar as well. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I I need to figure out – there might be a premium feature or maybe we can request that feature for premium. Like, yeah, I have a personal email which I've used since I was – since Gmail came out. And then I have uh, my justincampbell.me email which I use for most tech-related stuff. Right. So when you get stuff. invited to stuff, it gets yeah, on there. Yeah, and then right? I also have my HashiCorp calendar which is also separate. Mm. Um, so I oh, definitely so have I, three calendars that I could be busy on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll add that. I'm sure it's a oft-requested feature. Oh, definitely. I mean, I even have like a separate workout count. I like a workout calendar, <laughs> so it's oh, so I can look at my calendar and see if I have enough workout scheduled for the week or like like physical activity. Oh, uh, cool. It's I call it Pam's Healthy Calendar, uh, and so like if I'm planning to go for a bike ride, it goes on Pam's Healthy Calendar, and I block out like three hours for a long bike ride or something. That's pretty neat. So yeah, life hacks. I wonder if I could get my cross reservations to go with my calendar. Probably. What's your so? What's your pick? Oh, my pick is this uh, this game. Uh, I saw it on iOS. I actually heard about it on the Giant Bombcast that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. It is called "You Must Build a Boat," uh, and the gist of it is you must build a boat. No, mm, so it's good story. It's, yeah, it's a it's a match three game, I guess. Uh, so you're dragging these tiles to to make things, and then you're in a dungeon. Uh, running automatically left to right and then as you're matching things you're fighting monsters and opening chests and then you are 
going back to your boat to upgrade it until you build your boat. Uh, I don't like 8-bit games, and I don't love match 3 games, but for some reason this game's pretty fun. It's $3 on the iOS store. I think it came out for computer first, but I'm not actually, I'm not actually sure what platforms it's on. Uh, but it's pretty fun. Uh, the most fun thing I saw about it was that you, you never lose. Uh, when you're in the dungeon, you're just running left to right, and then whatever... It's just an endless runner, and then whenever you get pushed off the screen, then you're finished, and it says, you win. Uh, <laughs> and even if you get pushed off the screen right away with doing no damage to anybody, it says, you win, and then gives you your reward. Uh, but it's, it's pretty fun. I like having some kind of idle thing to do on my phone when I'm either laying in bed or trying to take a break from work. Mm. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is, yeah, the show notes are on Turing.cool. Uh, tweet at us at TuringCool. Um, and if you like should, us, you can review us on iTunes or yes, something. Yes, please, please review us on iTunes. Uh, Five-star ratings help a lot with discoverability on, on the uh, iTunes store. Mm-hmm. And tweet us questions and stuff. We yes, might please. We might uh, talk about them. That'd be cool. You know, we like you all a lot, people who listen yeah. to the podcast. And so. send some love to uh, Jervon and Len, who are not on the podcast today. Yeah, they're, they're conflicts, so. Cool. But yeah. See you next time. All right, talk to you later.